Hello, friends. Welcome to the Messenger Podcast, where our goal is to develop messengers. You might not realize it, but your life is a message. Every day, coming and going matters. And that's why we want to help you discover and tell your story well. And today, I have my lovely wife in the studio with me. Hi. Hey, Julie. Julie. That's the wife. That's one and only, <laughs> one and only wife. And Julie hosted our last episode. Yeah. Where we're talking about real relationships. Yeah. This whole series is so, um, it's just important. Yeah, it is. You know, as much as we like to think we could live a life without relationships as a facet of it, because they're messy, they're hard, yeah. and they're wonderful. They are. So, so if you haven't listened to the previous episode, go back and listen to it. And we have some other guests in the studio today that I'm very excited about. We have Kate Warman. Kate, how are you? Hey, Addison and Julie. You guys, I'm so pumped to be here. This is awesome. You know, I love talking about relationships. Yeah, we love having you and we love your voice on this subject, Kate. Something <laughs> I love is that you're so consistent in mm. the message that you're sending that like, <laughs> you are single, you're not broken. Yeah, and, and hold on, hold on. You're like getting ahead, <laughs> getting ahead of where we're going with this episode. The ladies are just for, let, just let it flow. <laughs> for those of you out here who are not familiar with Kate, Kate is a Los Angeles-based author, relationship coach, online educator, speaker, and host of the Heart of Dating podcast. So I'm really excited for you to get to know her better. And our other guest is the one and only Alexander Bevere. Joshua Alexander Bevere is his whole name, for the record. <laughs> That's a secret. That is a secret, um, that, and now it's out there. It's out. Well, in, in addition to being my younger brother, Alec is the head of Messenger Studios. He's a film director and actor, a co-founder of Sons and Daughters, and some people don't know this, but you're also the most eligible bachelor in Colorado Springs. What? Did you know that? <laughs> no. It just yeah. it recently I, I was wait. released. It was. Yeah. yeah it was just. Wow. It, it's oh. in all Look the it up. Poll. A, a, a new poll. Look Magazine. it up. It's a real thing. Oh, okay. Newspapers. <laughs> all right. You, 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 if you guys don't mind sending me that, that article right after this, I, I would definitely. <laughs> we're we'll, we're going to put it on that, Wikipedia. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to post that article in the show notes for too. That. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Awesome. I can personally vouch for that from Heart of Dating audience. We've gotten many messages that are like, is Alex single? Oh, my gosh. So, Alec, you're not only. The most eligible bachelor in Colorado Springs, but in the Heart of Dating Network, you're known, just so you know. So what do you guys want to talk about today? <laughs> uh, no, but Kate, it's, it's, it's good talking to you again as well. It is, yeah. It's good. What's up? And we, we wanted to bring you guys on here because we want to have this conversation around what does it look like to do relationship well as, you know, single Christians? I mm. think it, it can mm. feel... Um, it can just feel confusing, and frankly, it can feel really cliche yeah. what's being said or what's coming out, primarily from married Christians, which... <laughs> so it's the married Christians <laughs> who aren't dating or giving all the dating advice. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we wanted to avoid that by having the two of you on to really um, engage in this conversation and offer you know what we yeah, can to the larger conversation. Same, just, yeah. just a perspective from an actual single who is dealing with the issue of being single and trying to find somebody. Whoa. Okay, it's let's not start there. Issue, is it, it's I was going to I was going to okay, jump all right, over that. Issue? I was going to say is it an issue? <laughs> no, exactly. it is it's definitely not an issue. Um in my opinion, you know, it's it's just a season of life. You know, it's it's definitely a, a type of blessing. I mean, there's different seasons that we all have and um whenever we come out of those seasons, we can all say that we're very thankful for those different seasons that we went through and singleness, I know, is definitely a season that I'm definitely thankful for as well. Mm. Yeah. I would what do you think, that, Kate? I would say that too. And, 
you know what? I think that we have a tendency to see our single season as kind of a disease. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait to get out of this season. But I like to take a step back and think about if God has put it in, if my plan, if he has my plan to actually get married, then the reality is I'll probably get married at some point and be married to that person for a significant amount of time. So my singleness years, maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's 20 years, whatever it ends up being, um, is actually really short in the whole spectrum of how long I'm hopefully going to live and how long I'm hopefully going to be married to someone. So actually, when I step back, I'm like, this is an awesome time. Like I have lots of freedom and flexibility in this time. It's really cool. Kate, I want to know what is what has the journey to getting to that place looked like for you? Oh, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, well, we could do an entire episode about that. But to keep, yeah. it, <laughs> to keep it short, I think it has been, you know, and when I date coach people, it's really about coming back to loving yourself and loving your relationship with God. And when I'm coaching people, we talk about relationship coaching, but not just the, you know, I'm not just hitch out here trying to get people dates. I really want to focus on where is your relationship with God at? Where's your relationship with yourself? And then we could talk about your relationship with other people. So in getting to love my singleness, a big journey of that, part of that has been loving time with myself and loving time with God and practicing disciplines like the Sabbath and getting to know myself better. So while I totally am fine with people getting married younger, I think there is a beautiful gift to really figuring out who am I and um, do what are the things that are maybe built up, maybe insecurities or brokenness that I can use this time to really sort through and um, and get to know myself on a deeper level, get to know who God says that I am, just me, myself, and I. And I think that's a really beautiful journey that I've been on that's taken a long time, but and it's still a journey, right? We never arrive at like, oh, I perfectly know myself. I perfectly have the best relationship with myself and God and everybody else. Such a journey. But I think if we can get to that place of, okay, this time, God clearly has me in this time for a reason. How can I steward this well to get to know myself, to get to know God? And then once I'm in a healthy place there, I can walk into dating within with wholeness and with more freedom, more clarity. Um, and then the things like, you know, rejection don't bother you as much. So maybe that's just a short form version of what I would say would be my journey um, to get to this place. I love that you said, too, like it's not a, a one stop shop. Like, yeah, you're in that journey continually and that yes. you that you're developing those disciplines to stay there. I mean, it, it will continue to serve you so well throughout your life, married, single, as a parent, grandparent. You know, there's a lot of life ahead of you. That's such yeah. a valuable point to continually be brought up. Like, there is a lot of life ahead of all of us. Mm-hmm. Okay, you mentioned something earlier. You said that a lot of, a lot of people will treat singleness like it's a disease. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we have an issue, generally speaking, an issue with people being single? Um, well, to be honest, here's my opinion. I think that we don't talk about singleness and the beauty of singleness quite enough. I think oftentimes in the church and just society at large, we're often celebrating marriage, right? We go to big marriage celebrations, engagement celebrations, and then we also celebrate the things of family. So we celebrate new babies and, you know, all the baby showers and those things are amazing and they are gifts from God. But I think that there's 
we're doing a disservice to all, we're saying to basically everybody like that is your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal is just to get married and have kids. And I don't necessarily believe that my, that isn't everyone's call. Right. And so that could be part of our calling, but it's maybe not our full calling. And I think it negates the fact that there's also so much we can do to celebrate single people around us. You know, when was the last time we had a celebration to celebrate, uh, you know, our single friend who started a ministry or who got a new job or who took a really epic leap of faith? Like when was the time we got together for dinner to celebrate that? Uh, and I think that there, that's just missing. We're talking so much about marriages, family, and I, I love it, but also it's making us put it in such an, uh, a forefront of our mind that almost in ways we end up I, idolizing it, you know, and we end up forgetting about the gift and the beauty that God has created within singleness. So I, I think that that is a large reason where then we're like, well, gosh, like all I want is to get married. And therefore all I'm trying to do is get out of my singleness season. Yeah, it, it is. It's that like escapism mentality like you're going to arrive somewhere that's so much better and that's so different but it goes back to what you were saying about knowing yourself and knowing who God says you are you take you with you into marriage so I think knowing like this isn't going to change but Alec I would I would like to know what would you say about what the church needs to be talking about Hmm. on the behalf of of single Christians. Of single Christians. That huh. that they're not, that they're kind of missing. Ooh. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of stuff that I feel like the the, the church could be talking about. I mean, there's um for example, I, I really feel like relationships have shifted immensely a lot recently. And and what I mean by that is is I feel like um just more and more people meet online, that more and more people actually um aren't meeting at church. It's just it's true. And, and, and more and more people are meeting online and really just figuring out how can we actually have that good accountability of going through a healthy relationship like that? Because didn't you and Addison, you guys met online too, right? You guys met back in the day on MySpace, MySpace right? Yeah. So, um, no, those, the, those, those beautiful MySpace days that now turned into the, the current era of, you know, Instagram, TikTok, all these other social media platforms and all the future ones that are to come. But it's just crazy just to see how many people are meeting online even my little brother Arden he got married to somebody who he met online and I feel like the church isn't really talking about how to date online healthily like I don't know specifically I, I, online or yeah I, I, I think that that would actually be a really interesting topic if, if, if online dating etiquette yeah I don't know like <laughs> like I, I think that, that would be really interesting um just to kind of talk about because I feel like right now um that is the way that things are going regardless that things are more going online and there's not really like an accountability for it. Um, and so like, can you talk to three or four girls online and only talk to one girl in person? How does that work? Like, is, is the ratio different? <laughs> these are great questions. See, like these are great <laughs> questions. I mean, maybe this is something you guys could talk about w- w- within this podcast here, but, but I always feel, um, I always feel it's very, very important to be submitted to someone before you're committed to someone. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is you're submitted to an authority. And, and I feel like um, right now the church uh, has a beautiful opportunity of really taking grounds within, hey, what does a healthy relationship that starts online look like? Because I, I don't know. I feel like there hasn't really been anything about that yet. Yeah, it is. It's so vague. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the problem and why online relationships aren't necessarily progressing to online marriages. Because there's a lot of uh, just gray space 
as far as are we a thing are we not a thing do you like me do you not like me what about these all these other girls and not to mention the endless opportunities that seem available online yeah because there's always someone prettier who has a better angle or a better filter or (laughs) god only knows okay so let me ask a question there (laughs) so whether it's digital or physical what are some pet peeves that you have when it comes time to dating oh okay i'm not sure if if I should wait, Kate, do, do you want to go first? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely yeah, do, do it. Do it because um, I definitely have one that has to do with online. But you know, let's just. But, but before I dig myself into a hole, Kate, you go right ahead and you dig yourself into a hole, please. <laughs> okay. Well, sure. Um, well, first of all, I totally echo what you're, you guys are talking about with online dating. Do think we need to talk about that more? Modern dating in 2020. What does that look like? Right. One of my biggest dating pet peeves, though, I would say is a lack of intentionality. And so I think that even goes on on the cusp of the conversation about online dating because I think that we get into what I like to call a friendationship way too mo- way too often and I think it actually happens a lot in the Christian church. What a friendationship is is basically a friendship that almost feels emotionally like a relationship, but nobody is clarifying what's actually going on here. And you end up getting emotionally connected, attached to that person and but there isn't an intention to of like, I actually want to take you on a date and I want to potentially pursue you. So we have a lot of friendationships, situationships, flirtationships, whatever you want to call them going on in the church right now. And that is a big issue for me. So I would say that's probably one of my biggest dating pet peeves is how do we balance being intentional with the my other dating pet peeve, which is sometimes we we take it far too crazily serious. And then we're like, oh, my gosh, on a first date, is this person my husband or my wife? So that will that's what I'm going to say right there. I'll just leave it there. Alec, what about you? What's yours? <laughs> oh, man, uh, Kate, I'm definitely glad that you went first, because whenever you ask the question, Addison, you know, what are your pet peeves? I was thinking about online and this may sound kind of like a funny pet peeve, but uh, for me, online, um, whenever it comes to dating, it's actually private profiles. Um, <laughs> I know that may sound kind of kind of weird, oh but uh, no, um, I've had so many bad experiences in the past with with private profiles, and you're like, "Ooh, this girl like seems like like really interesting," and then you maybe go right ahead and like send like a friend request. And I had this one girl uh, r- request me back, and she was like, "Hey, did you uh, request me by mistake, or was that an accident?" And I was like, "I." I don't have any choice but being wrong right now. And um, I, I don't know. Basically, you guys don't need to know that story. But regardless, what I'm trying to get at is, is um, I don't know. Um, like I said, Kate, you, you, you brought that, that, that meat. You actually brought a Christian answer. I was bringing an answer or something that just kind of annoys me sometimes. Because <laughs> I don't know. Private profiles to me, they just seem like it's like a lot of work to actually figure out if someone's worth the pursuing or not. And then sometimes <laughs> you're interested in them and you go right ahead and you request them and you're like you know what they were private for a reason so, listen, listen okay, buddy okay. this isn't like a fast food dating situation I know, no. you guys were doing so many profiles girl so okay. many profiles. we were talking about online dating already and no that's just, called okay, that's oh called online God. surveying okay here's well, here's okay <laughs> all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna interject a thought i have do it i've been out of the game for 12 years yeah more yeah, than that have. actually like 13 years mm. <laughs> but this is what i've noticed Whenever I talk to Christian singles and they're meeting someone mm. and, and they talk to me about the relationship and the prospect of this person, this is where they go to right away. I just don't know if she's the one. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if he's the one. And yeah. I'm like, okay, come on. Come on. Like, you hardly know this person and you exactly. feel the pressure 
to decide whether or not this person is the one. Yeah. And I do think we have this tendency to take things that belong in the future and try to move them to the present to mm. get some sense of control. Yeah. Mm. There are certain questions that need to be answered in the future about a relationship, but you need to wait until the right time to answer that question. Yeah. Right. And I see so many people being full of anxiety, being full of uncertainty because they're trying to answer that question. Is this person the one instead of answering the question, did I have a good time with this person today? Yes. Did yeah. we connect? <laughs> Do we have similar interests? I mean, it's, it's ridiculous good. to me. And I don't know if it's just because I've been out of the game that I've lost touch with reality, but I don't understand why everyone feels this insane pressure to know if someone's the one. Can, can one of you two speak to that? Kate, you want to go first? Cause oh, uh, man. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, please. You're the dating expert, please. (laughs) Well, I'm sure we can both relate to this, Alec, but Addison, what you're bringing up is just so real. And I'm like sitting in my seat squirming right now because the amount of DMs and messages I get from people that are like, I just didn't feel they were the one. And so I couldn't go on a second date. I'm like, wait, but like, how did you really, really, really know that? Like, um, and why are you even thinking about that on a first date? Exactly. And I understand wanting to be intentional and yes, have standards. And, you know, if you see major red flags on a first date, okay, totally don't go on a second date. But I think we're kind of ruining and flat the process of dating because it can be a beautiful opportunity to just learn about another human being that God created, you know, and how can I get curious about this person? How can I see this as an opportunity to serve that person in making them feel seen, heard, and loved in a capacity just on this date? Um, And I will say, Addison, that I've been guilty of this in the past and God had to really rip me a new one through the years of being like, hey, why are you not letting me work? Why are you not allowing me to show you what I can possibly do. I think we often think we over-spiritualize it or we think that we absolutely know what's best for us. And so if I don't feel the vibe or if there's one small thing off about this person, I'm going to cut it off. And I think that, um, you know, that really flattens the dating process, like I said. And so what I try to do just within this and what I try to encourage people to do is come to a date with a few standards, like a few things that you value that you're looking for. Um, but, but after the date, just ask yourself, Hey, did I have a good time? And do I know enough information to just take one more step? I don't need to think about step 10. I just want to know, do I know enough information to take another step, which would be one more date. And that's what I like stay in the present, experience the person for who they are in real time and stop trying to picture. Can I marry them? (laughs) It's very detrimental. So that's what I'm going to say about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. And I, you know, and I, I like what you said, Kate, too, about flattening it. Like mm-hmm. we forget romance is an art. There is not a science, not it's a science. Art. It's an so art. And so they're supposed to be like unique brushstrokes. And mm. it's it's meant to be mysterious and fun. And when you re- when you take that away, all you're left with is grasping for control, like Ad yeah. said. So people try to bring in the control factors, which just doesn't belong, especially in those beginning phases of relationship. You just can't, you can't enter in that way. I want to kind of shift a little bit from these beginning stages to deeper into a relationship. I know the both of you have spoken openly about um, heartbreak and what it looks like to be in unhealthy relationships. And if you now... Alec of the now and Kate of the now were to speak to Kate of the then or Alec of the then, hmm. what would what would be the factors? 
that you would want yourself to consider to come to the realization that this isn't best because you know you get to that point in a relationship where it feels really risky to let it go because it takes so much especially in this day and age to even get to a point where you're calling yourselves boyfriend and girlfriend and of course you have all of the outside voices then assuming you're going to be married next year and have twins the year after that so (laughs) wanting to know what what are those signs what is what is it that people need to be aware of when they're in a relationship where and, they have and, to let it and go? And that relationship's just seeming like unhealthy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Really great question. I, I love the way you put it, Julie, too, about, you know, your, yourself now talking to yourself back then. Um, and I think for Christians, whenever Christians kind of get into a bad relationship, whenever they get into a relationship that is an unhealthy relationship, I think uh, actually for Christians, it sometimes can be a little bit more difficult because Christians you know, we have the tendency to extend grace. You know, we have the, 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 the tendency of, you know, wanting to reconcile with somebody. And we have the tendency of like wanting to protect people and like not tell other people what's going on because, hey, you know, we all struggle. So this person's struggling with something and I don't want to tell somebody else this, like, like th- th- that could hurt them. Like this person is going through something right now. I want to help them. So I think a lot of times whenever you're in this unhealthy spot, um, and to answer your question of what would I tell like my younger self, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, um, that, you know, you need to be submitted to somebody but before you can be committed to somebody. I would say, you know, to my younger self, Alec, I'd say, hey, you know what? If there's something that's going on in your relationship that you feel like you can't share with somebody who you've placed as an, an authority figure in your life, then that is like a really good sign that something is off here. Because I feel like I feel like you, you could lie to yourself a lot, and you could be like, "No, things things are going to get worked out. No, things are going to get to here. No, this person is going to be okay." But whenever you reach a time that you're like, "Wait a minute," like I feel like I can't tell this to an authority figure that's over our relationship that Someone is who's safe is safe that is for this relationship. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's not going to be you know one sided just towards me or just one sided just towards her. But somebody who is for this relationship, if I feel like this is a secret that we're both hiding, that's not right. That is a sign of this is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. That's so good. What would you say, Kate? Yeah, I, I so echo what Alex said. Like the accountability, having mentorship and being real, I think that is a journey of the process. To be in a healthy relationship, bring people in from the beginning to the end. If you are excited about the relationship, don't submarine. Don't go under the surface and then pop back up later when you're like, I'm going to get engaged. No mm. one's going to be able to support that kind of a relationship. Keep people constantly in the loop. I love Alex's point about that. And something I would say too, uh, I see this happen a lot. There's a beauty of seeing the best in someone, but I think sometimes we get into this gray area of eventually turns into codependency. Well, I see so much of the best in this person that even though there's so many things that are probably red flags, I'm going to just hope that they're going to become someone new. Right. And I think as Christians, we definitely cling on to that. Uh, and, but in the process, we're basically um, marry or in the, our minds, we're going, we're picturing that we can marry the potential of that person. But I want to ask people, can you marry the person who, for who they are today? Because so you can't marry potential. You can't do that. And I see too many people putting the potential of maybe this person's going to change. So, and yes, there can be change, right? But if there's actual true change happening, I would say, ask yourself the question, 
if this person has recognized, the person you're dating has recognized that are, there are things that are unhealthy in the relationship, things that maybe they have to change, do you actually think that person would change those things with or without you in the relationship? Do they see them that those things as things that they actually deeply are convicted about that they want to seek help on? Or are they only doing it because they're like trying to appease you in the relationship, right? Like, do they actually have that conviction? And to take it a step further, are they act, are their actions speaking louder than their words and their false promises potentially to you? Are they actually doing the work? Are they taking like, you know, mentorship or if they need to therapy or whatever to work through the issues that are going on? Uh, I think too often we're like, we hear, oh gosh, you're going to change. Oh gosh, you hear me? Great. But then we forget that the, the words are one thing, the actions are another. So you can tell me what I want to hear, but I want to see, I'm going to see what you're actually going to do. Right. And so I think making sure you're paying attention to someone's action and you're not focusing on just the potential of somebody. Cause at the end of the day, you can't marry potential. Yeah. And I, I like that you said, if they need to get outside help, like if mm-hmm. you don't feel comfortable saying to a potential partner, Hey, I think you need to take this to a professional. If that just feels like so off limits, th- there's something wrong there. Yeah. Like you, you anytime need to... you're not safe to share, you're exactly. not safe. Yeah, yeah. that's safety. Yeah. That's, that's that's the bottom line. And Kate, I love what you said about trajectory because the reality is we're all works in progress. Mm-hmm. We're all growing. We're changing. We're failing. We're maturing. But the key here, and the key that the key that Kate's hitting on is this idea of conviction. Like this belief, this is who God's creating me to become. This is where I'm moving. And also the trajectory. Am I moving in that direction? Or, or am I just giving lip service because I think this is what my partner wants to hear? And yeah. that will fail. Yeah. We've, we've seen that in relationships. We have seen that time and time again where people marry um, someone with a hope that the person can become their ideal. And it, and it becomes this weird, as Kate mentioned, this weird codependency. And that will eventually break down. It yeah. does. Cool. Y'all have any other tips before we shut it down for the day? Um, I would just say, you know, above all, be attracted to seeing the Jesus in someone else. I think in a culture where we can get so hyper-focused on the physical and initial sparks in chemistry, like I just want to challenge people, like what about finding the Jesus in somebody to be super attractive? And I don't want to negate that physical attraction is a real thing, but I think that too often we are eliminating people too quickly and not really seeing like and being attracted to the true heart of God within them. And so that's what I want to encourage people to do. I love that, Kate. What about you, Alec? I would I would just encourage people, and this is something that actually Kate loves to encourage people. Um, just <laughs> he's going to steal. Shot. He's going to steal Kate's. No, well, well, well no, no, no. no. Kate's yeah, number no. two. No, so. <laughs> but no, what I love about Kate's podcast is a lot of times she's she's uh, she's really helping other women feel courage to really shoot mm-hmm. their shot and really just know that 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 they have worth. And so um, I would just say, just to women and men out there, you know. Um, just look past rejection, shoot your shot as Kate was just talking about, you know, looking for that Jesus and other people, but you need to realize that you're also a gift to this world. That's and good. for you to not just even try to maybe get to know somebody because you're attracted to them is, is, you know, really sad because, you know, we all have such amazing qualities. We all have such amazing attributes. And for you not to share that with the world, I just think that'd be selfish. No, I'm just kidding. That would just be horrible. So, Alec, if a girl were to be maybe the primary pursuer mm. initially, yeah, would that be cool? 
actually, I think that that's totally fine. Um, <laughs> I think that is completely fine. Um, I have uh, gone on actually many a dates um, from people just reaching out who are, who are local people. They reached out. I've uh, this one girl reached out. She even had a child, and we had such an incredible um, time together. I, I really enjoyed our time together. That she actually inspired me and even helped. Um, inspire a film um, that actually came out of just even being with her. So I would say, yeah, guys, if, if you have a girl or reach you, that's definitely, you know, not something to be like, oh, I, I guess I can't go out with her because she reached out to me first. No, um, I would say that that is always an awesome opportunity to get to know someone is just as Kate was saying, to get to know that Jesus in them. And then just, you, who knows? I mean, th- you could meet an amazing friend for life or you could potentially meet your partner. There you uh-huh. go. So Alec, Kate, thank you so much mm-hmm. for being on. Absolutely. If, if someone did want to connect with you online, I'm not just saying slide into your DMs, but connect with you <laughs> like online. After Alec just said that, that's what's going to happen here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to Addison and Julie, this uh, this uh, online dating uh, seminar. That He's going to make his soon. profile You're private. Welcome. You're welcome. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. my pleasure. How could they connect with you? Alec, we'll start with you. How could they connect with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, on Instagram, you can uh, reach out to me as Alec underscore B. And um, also on TikTok as Alec.yo. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's TikTok. right. TikTok. Yep. <laughs> Lord help me. them. Hey, thank you. And then, um, you know, just anything else. I'm, I'm like the only Alec Bevere in the world from what I've found. So if you search Alec Bevere, I basically always pop up. So There we go. What about you, Kate? We don't want to know your TikTok. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually just created one, but I have nothing on yes. it. <laughs> There you go, guys. Um, but you guys can connect with me on Instagram. I have two accounts. One is my personal at Kateness. No, it's not Katniss Everdeen. It is Kateness, K-A-I-T-N-E-S-S. And then Heart of Dating. We're at Heart of Dating, our podcast, Heart of Dating. If you Google that, it'll come up, the website. Uh, we love connecting with people. And hey, I'm just going to throw it out there. Yes, I am open to receiving DMs from people. Just like Whoa, Alex said. Like, do it. Know. Gentlemen, you heard it here. <laughs> We're dropping the hanky right awesome. now on the Messenger podcast. Come on. And you can hit her up at both accounts. Um, that is the personal <laughs> oh one. Gosh. Or the heart of dating one. You okay. both go directly to I'm gonna, her. I'm going to move on because we do actually have something really cool. So if y'all have been listening to the podcast. That's cool too. That is cool. <laughs> that is cool. It's really wow. the two accounts. Alec, you're cracking me up. Uh, we have we have our online discipleship platform and you can access all of our courses. We've got tons of great content for you. And we have stuff on dating. We have stuff on marriage. And we have a course called Healthy Relationships. That actually, Julian, our marriage counselor, yeah, he uh, he's the one who did it, and he's phenomenal, Chip Judd. So because and he's been flying solo, right? Flying, flying solo, solo yeah. Um, that was one that I did with with Lisa Bevere. Yes, I forgot. Yeah, You're on. Sorry, right. Alec. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Shout out to Alec Bevere. I forgive you in the studio, flying solo. Anyway, and here's the thing: if you sign up for all access, which gives you access to all of that stuff through messengerpodcast.com forward slash saints, you'll get access to all of that good stuff. Plus, ready for this? Plus, look at the Saints book. For free. Why? Oh, yeah, Saints book for free. That's now, a hot commodity right now. Now this folks. is a this is a limited time thing. So go online, check it out. Messengerpodcast.com forward slash saints. That's a hard cover. Just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> and all the details for the offer are on that page. Julie, you have anything else before we let them go? No, just thank you guys. It really was so valuable. Absolutely. I loved all the insight. And um, yeah, I think this is just it's just bringing another level to this conversation about real relationships. Yeah, yeah. real relationships. 
no, no. Th- th- thank you guys so much for having me. I mean, um, I know this is one of my first messenger podcasts, and so I hope I didn't screw it up. <laughs> hope I finally get invited back. Um, Don't worry, you but... haven't been blacklisted. <laughs> we'll invite you back. <laughs> yes, thank you guys. It's an honor. You're welcome. I love you. Thanks, Kate, Addison thanks and again. Julie. Yeah, thank, thank you. you guys. This is an honor. And Alec, too. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, Kate. And for all of you who tuned in today, remember, you are a messenger to the people in your world. Your life is a message. So lean into God's grace and watch your world change. Until next time. Thanks for listening to The Messenger Podcast. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review and be sure to subscribe and share these episodes through iTunes. You can connect with us through Facebook, Instagram, and through our website at messengerinternational.org. Until next time.